Samantha. And you're listening to Reaper Tales. And today I'm going to tell Montana about the case of the murder of Emmett Kaiser. But before we get started, Montana, what are we drinking? Um, you're drinking water. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Baja Blast. And ba- well, yeah, Baja Blast. And I'm drinking a Truly. It's a pick your poison week. Um, apparently this is not. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> This is a, I'm, this is I'm so ready. <laughs> um, I read about this story like a year and a half ago. Well, I guess it was shortly after we started doing the recording. And I wanted to cover it, but I've kind of been putting it off, I guess. Um, so, yeah, this is, a, this is a little bit more difficult so um, of one to cover. But it's somebody's story that needs to be told. Um, so... I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you there there are some definite issues with uh it, this is kind of like an elder abuse type situation so there is obviously he was murdered so and it is pretty gruesome I'm gonna try to kind of high level it and not go into a lot of detail just because I don't really want to necessarily hear a lot of detail but it is pretty brutal so kind of like blanket trigger warning basically um but without further ado <laughs> Let's uh, let's get started. Well, so. with that intro, um, <laughs> I feel like I should have gotten something stronger to drink. <laughs> well, we can take a break later if you need to. Hopefully, this shouldn't be a longish case, but it it is. Um, yeah, so uh, let's get started. Uh, Emmett Kaiser was born January twelfth, nineteen thirty four, to Indy Kaiser and Estelle Kaiser, and was one of three children. According to his obituary, he enjoyed gospel and country music and was a <laughs> avid NASCAR fan. So this basically describes most older gentlemen in the South, <laughs> I feel yeah. like. He enjoyed fishing and was a master recycler, which I thought was interesting on the recycler what does part. That mean? But I wonder if that means that he hoarded a lot of stuff on his property. Uh, but that's just the description that they provided. Okay. Those that knew him specifically mentioned how kind he was to others and that he never met a stranger, even saying how if you were going to visit him, you best take a lunch because he enjoyed longer, long conversations. Anytime I hear that description about somebody, all I think is that they're talking about a lab, a Labrador, a Labrador. <laughs> that is, is kind of how it is. <laughs> <laughs> or or a, a golden retriever. Yeah, that's all I ever think of was a golden retriever. In 2015, Kaiser was seriously injured during a robbery, and this injury required the use. Uh, this injury, due to the injury, it required the he required the use of a wheelchair and had to stay mostly close to home. Kaiser apparently had let the robber into his home to use his phone when he came to Kaiser's door, claiming his car had broken down. He then hit Kaiser with an iron bar, stole his wallet and other things in his home. When Kaiser fell, he apparently hit his head on the brick hearth in his fireplace. When he came to, he realized what had happened and crawled to his bedroom and called 911. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah. Like, this is the most this isn't like, even unlucky what, dude This ever. is before he died. And he's so nice. Like, every everything I read about him, everybody loved him. He was just very nice and caring. So, yeah. 
Uh, he was found to have a laceration to the head, a brain hemorrhage, and needed stitches and staples. He ended up having to stay for a couple days in the ICU before going home. Joseph Ray Perkins was eventually caught and charged with robbery, burglary, and assault and pled guilty to burglary in this case. After serving some time in prison for this attack, Perkins was let out and shortly after was wanted on two charges of first-degree theft in Tuscaloosa, as well as several other burglary and vehicle thefts in the area. Then he assaulted a police officer in Tennessee when he escaped from custody. He was even added to the TBI's, which is Tennessee Bureau of Investigation. He was even added to the TBI's 10 most wanted at some point during the search. He was apprehended not long after in Alabama. In a recent update, while Perkins was serving a 20-year sentence at Hamilton CBF, which I don't know what that is. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find any information. It's, it's one of their prison one of the, it's a correctional facility, but I don't know what the B stands for. Um, on a theft of property conviction, uh, on a theft of property conviction in Tuscaloosa County from October of 2019, he left his assigned job location in Haleyville around 2 a.m. on July 19th of this year. Someone spotted Perkins and reported it to the authorities, leading to his recapture the next day on the 20th around noon in Northport. A firearm and a stolen vehicle were found when, Park when Perkins was taken into custody. So this guy is just obviously Unhinged. not learning anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I hear, this is a perfect example of somebody who just needs, maybe is not recovering in a way that he can get out of prison for any length of time. Well, because prison isn't there to reform you. So obviously, obviously not. not be reformed. <laughs> that was just a, that was a slight detour, but I just I, I was looking him up to try to like find out how long he served and that sort of stuff, and then I just started going down a rabbit hole. I'm like, good grief, this guy just won't stop. Like <laughs> it's just over and over and over, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about it. So yeah, um, so that was the person that attacked him the first time and and basically left him for dead. Gotcha. Um, so even after all this happened. Kaiser still wanted to help people. About a year later, while he was still recovering from the attack, he allowed his caregiver, Marla Johnsey, and her boyfriend, Clifford Sinclair Madison, to move into his home as they were going through a rough patch and needed a place to live. Just some, and I had differing accounts. Some said weeks. Some said it was just over a week. But just weeks later, Kaiser was beaten and stabbed to death after calling the sheriff's office asking how to evict somebody. His murder occurred June 27th, 2016. Okay, so he let these people come he he let these people come and stay with him out of the kindness of his heart and I'm assuming that they beat and stabbed him to death. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, oh my god. When he called the sheriff's office asking how to evict somebody, like they weren't even there that long, so that makes me wonder how bad were they while they were there? To make him uncomfortable and feel like he had to call the sheriff's office to ask that question. Yeah. I it because oh either way, it was only weeks long at the most. So they weren't there that long. Yeah, and like if it look, if it had been me at the same boat, I, I mean, anybody in my house for more than a week. How do I evict <laughs> you? <laughs> Get out of my house. They have overstayed their welcome. <laughs> Hell. <laughs> Oh, my God. So I will provide 
the information that Johnsy testified um, as far as what her version of the events, but I'll provide a brief overview and then, and cause there's a lot of other stuff going on, but basically what happened after Madison, uh, Johnsy walked up basically and saw Madison beating Kaiser after he had been beating him. He then uh, Johnsy and Johnsy is the caregiver then provided Madison, her boyfriend, with an ice pick to use to stab Kaiser in the heart. What the fuck? So they didn't even, like, use a knife? No, 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 no. She found an ice pick and gave it to him. Oh, uh, they're, like, everybody has knives in their house. Like, let's talk about, okay, um, okay, all right. Um, just weird, okay. Weapon of choice. I don't even have a nice pick. That's not something I would be looking for. So I don't even know. No, same. I I wouldn't even know where to look for that in somebody's house, to be perfectly frank. But a knife should be fairly easy to find. But they didn't use that. So I don't know. This is going to be. I mean, I guess she was a caregiver. Maybe she knew it. Okay. But obviously, the name of it, it's an ice pick. What the fuck is an ice pick used for? Um, so it's when you have, well, yeah, it's, um, to break pieces of ice apart. So that's why it's, it's very, not necessarily, but I mean, typically it's like, if you have big blocks of ice, you can stab it with the ice pick and it'll break chunks off. Who has got a giant ice tray? I don't know, but that's a, I mean, they've been around for a really long time. So I'm sure at some point it was a lot more useful than it is now, which is why people don't have. Okay. But you can also use it to break up ice. That's all stuck together. Okay. Like if you have like an ice maker, but you don't use a lot of ice and you know how they sometimes kind of melt and they all get stuck together. You can use that and it'll break them all apart. Okay. Well, that's essentially the idea. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) So, um, They then put Kaiser's body in a tarp and dragged it to a golf cart to haul it out of Kaiser's yard where they doused the body with gasoline and then burned it together. Is that all they, they just burned it and they left it there? Mm -mm. Johnsy said she remained quiet about the incident due to Madison abusing her while they were together. At some point they, or just Madison, it wasn't really specified, must have buried the remains about five miles away to hide them. Yeah, because uh, newsflash, buddies, um, you can't burn a body. No. There's always going to be something left. Yeah. You can't get a fire hot enough to appropriately dispose of a body that way. Correct. So don't try it. How, how about just don't kill people so you don't have to hide the body? I mean, that's yeah, also true. an option. A couple days after Kaiser was killed, his family called the police and reported that they had not heard from him in at least two days and requested a wellness check. When the police came by the property, they found his vehicles on the scene as well as his wheelchair with blood on it, but no sign of Kaiser. Spud, his one-year-old bulldog mix, was also found with a wound to his eye. The community came together. Oh, that baby. I know. He's, oh, he was so cute, too. There, There's a lot of articles. Um, there was one specifically that was like a year after Kaiser was missing because um, they put him up for adoption, but I'll cover that. Um the community came together that following weekend on four-wheelers and on foot to search the woods in Keens Mill Road in Cottondale. 
The family offered a $1,000 reward for any information that could lead to Kaiser's safe return. The search continued with the Tuscaloosa Sheriff's Department searching a five-mile radius of Kaiser's home, and they even brought a cadaver dog in from Columbus, Mississippi to assist in the search and rescue efforts. Hang on. Um, So they have people who are, like, walking. They think, like, what did the, did they think that he just, like, wheelchaired himself out into the woods? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I they just couldn't find him. So I think they, I think they suspected something had happened. Um, I don't think they thought he was really alive. Okay. It didn't seem like yeah. it anyway. And then I, I was also going to say like, did they bury his wheelchair with him? Cause if the wheelchair was at the house, what are they, how do they think he got out? <laughs> it was just like, it was a weird thought. Cause when you have a search party like that, it's normally oh. like, you're, you're searching cause you think somebody got lost in the woods or something. Mm-hmm. Which I think they thought maybe he had somehow gotten away. I don't know. Um, I think they were hoping for the best, but also afraid of the worst. That's just yeah. kind of how it is. Okay. Um, but, they, but he was missing, so they didn't have any proof that he was actually dead. So they were still looking for him. Uh, two months later, yeah, okay. Kaiser's family put Spud up for adoption and increased the reward to $9,000 for any leads that could help them find Emmett. Just a little over six months later, their worst fe- fears were confirmed when on March 28, 2017, a logging crew was close to an Interstate 2059 rest stop between Tuscaloosa and the Mercedes-Benz U.S. International Plant. They made a truly horrendous and completely unexpected discovery when a worker's dog that had wandered off returned with a bone, a human-sized bone. Oh no! Oh no! When, <laughs> once they saw the bone and suspected that they were human, they obviously immediately called the authorities. The Tuscaloosa Police Department responded and worked through the night to process the scene, finding several other pieces of human remains. With the help of a local anthropologist and his team, the remains were confirmed to be human. The police then involved the Alabama Department of Forensic Science to identify the remains, and they then and then they later confirmed them to be that of Emmett Kaiser, the man who had been reported missing about a year earlier. His okay, home so did- was just five miles away, so this was like just outside of the five mile radius that they searched. Okay, well, during this time between the two months in between, like when they found his remains and when he went missing or whatever, um, were the was the caregiver and her boyfriend still living at his house? I don't believe so. Okay. Cause I, I was going to be like, um, did they not question these people? Like, so there wasn't a lot of information on that, but I'll kind of, I'll kind of get into it, but they really didn't go over that much. I think they were with, they had no evidence. They didn't even have proof that he was dead. So I think they suspected them, but they didn't have anything to go on. So they couldn't, do anything yet okay well because i mean all they had was just some blood on his wheelchair and his dog had been hurt so i mean that's really not and and you know their fingerprints and stuff are all over the house because they've been living there for over a week so well there's not a um, lot to go off of a little bit of blood on his wheelchair and a hurt dog that's enough for me lock him up (laughs) fair enough let's go unacceptable uh 
Yeah. Okay. So quickly after the remains were identified, Clifford Sinclair Madison was arrested and charged with murder, which is why I say, I think, and I, I put on here, according to several articles I read, the police had long suspected Madison of murdering Kaiser, but I think they were just waiting to get enough evidence and proof that he was dead so that they could arrest him and, and try to get him and uh, get him a trial. Right. Okay, so Madison wrote a letter to the Tuscaloosa County Circuit Court Court Clerk. That's so many C's. Tuscaloosa County Circuit Court Clerk's Office that was filed in the court record July 9th. In the letter, he asked for a change of venue and repeated that he was innocent. I did not murder my friend, he wrote. The so-called prosecution let the person responsible for the murder lie and deceive them. They then let her walk right out of the courtroom. She's made a fool out of everybody. He went on to say, I'm innocent of all charges. I'm not a so-called murderer or a thief. And all I asked for was to be treated fairly. And honestly, it's apparent I will not get that treatment in this court. Obviously, that was denied. Uh, Yeah. Uh, According to an article I found on TuscaloosaNews.com, during the trial, Marla Johnsey spent hours on the witness stand. Quote, John Z had given two statements to the police during the early stages of the investigation, saying she didn't know what happened to Kaiser when he was missing and denying knowledge again when his body was found. Then in July of 2017, she gave a statement that broke the case that was growing cold after she and Madison were jailed on domestic violence charges. She gave a jailhouse interview that she repeated on the stand. Madison's attorney suggested John Z use the photos that she'd been shown during prior police interviews and knowledge she had from the case to craft that third statement. So um, obviously she made it up. Yeah. That, okay. All right. So she's, so she's been interviewed three times and on the third time when she's in jail, now she's going to say what happened. Yeah. Uh, that's she wants to get out of jail uh jailhouse snitches Mm -hmm. my friends Mm -hmm. her story is not consistent enough to make any sense leaf rush hampton told the judge told the jury during opening statements the evidence does not support the allegations of the story the fantastic story that you will hear from miss johnsey but prosecutor eddie sherlock sherlock yeah sherlock said that state will show evidence that backs up her account There's other things we'll show you through testimony, through the evidence about that what she said happened that day did indeed happen, said Sherlock, an assistant Tuscaloosa County District Attorney. This is not a case of some spiteful woman out to make Mr. Madison's life hell. She's not someone out with with an axe to grind. She's not a woman scorned. It's a murder case in which Mr. Clifford, Mr. Clifford Madison murdered another human being. While on the stand, Johnsy said Madison had been abusive throughout their relationship and re- repeatedly said she feared for her life. She said she walked into the front yard of Kaiser's home on Keens Mill Road and saw Madison beating Kaiser with a baseball bat around nine, uh, around 2.15 that day, adding that Madison told her he had waved at a passing sheriff's deputy. Madison told her to go inside and retrieve something else that he could use as a weapon. And she did, apparently. Uh-huh. Yeah, I w- She's, I was trying to look for something that wouldn't kill him, she said. Ma'am, you got an ice pick. What? That's what you picked? 
He just said, give me a, a weapon. You tried to find something that wouldn't kill him, and that's what you pick is an ice pick? Out of all the other options? That that was it? Okay. Sure. Why didn't you go in and call the police? There's a thought. She took an ice pick outside to Madison. She said he used the ice pick to kill Kaiser and then went into the wooded area off Ed Stevens Road where they doused the body with gasoline and set the body on fire. Madison said she he would do the same to Johnsy if she ever said anything, she testified. I feared for my life, she said. She said she only came forward when she felt safe and just happened to coincide with when she was in jail. That was yeah. my own words, not our And And um, like, <laughs> look, before anybody comes at us, like... I'm not one to victim blame by any means. She probably was in a do- domestic violent situation. I'm sure of it because they were both in prison. But it's just like her words and her actions aren't meeting up with mm-hmm. what she's saying. And that's pretty blatant when she's only coming forward when she has something to gain from it. So do it that way you will. Basically, yeah. Um, the couple had been living in Kaiser's extra bedroom for nearly a week. See, so this one was nearly a week and several other ones said weeks. So I'm not sure exactly how long it was. Um, but they were helping him with his medical issues and house cleaning. John Z has not and will not face charges in relation to Kaiser's death. So I'm sure that was in return for her testimony. No, but she's she's still, no, she should get some sort of charge, whether, you know, Mm-hmm. hiding evidence um what is that disposing called Im- impeding an investigation disposing of mm-hmm. a body uh i don't know um co-opting a, mur- a murder like <laughs> i don't know assisting in a murder like co-opting uh, she should get <laughs> That's something. an interesting term to use I, f- I forgot what it was called. You would think. Uh, <laughs> but she but never yeah, she should get something. Anything. Just anything. Aiding? Uh, Aiding? Uh, okay. now, now I can't remember. Yeah. Aiding and abetting. Yeah. I didn't see anything. It's aiding and abetting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, there you go. Gotcha. Thank you, because that was going to bug both of us. I know. <laughs> it's like, uh, what is that? <laughs> I know this. I know this one. Give me an hour. Uh, After deliberating for about four hours, the jury found Clifford Sinclair Madison guilty of the murder and brutal brutal death of Emmett Kaiser. He was sentenced Monday, July 22nd, 2019 to life in prison by Tuscaloosa County Circuit Judge Brad Almond. According to TuscaloosaNews.com, Madison had asked for the minimum of 20 years, citing health concerns, including congestive heart failure, while par- prosecutors were asking for the, li- for the life sentence. Madison was taken to Kilby Correctional Facility, a maximum security prison in Montgomery, Alabama, to serve a sentence. Where he still is, by the way. Good. So, um, quick side note, fun fact um because let's take a break from that when the death penalty was changed from hanging to electrocution in the 1920s the electric chair which was known as big yellow mama was constructed in kilby where he was sent (laughs) the chair was built by a master carpenter ed mason a man born in london england who had been convicted of burglary he was convicted of having broken into six homes in mobile 
to pay off gambling debts after being per- after being promised a furlough or perhaps even parole by Kilby's warden, T.J. Shirley, he built the chair, um, which was four feet tall, straight-backed, weighing 150 pounds, from Maple and named it Plain Bill for the Alabama governor, William W. Brandon, who he hoped would pardon him. <laughs> Mason was granted a furlough by Bibb Graves, Brandon's successor, and promptly left the state never to return. So he built it, but didn't actually do it. I mean, from what I, I read, it, it he didn't actually do any of the electric part of it. Yeah. They had state engineer Harry C. Norman install the electrical wiring. Quote, once the switch was thrown, a prisoner would get a first, would get a first fist clenching jolt of power. The current would then reduce and automatically build back up to 2,250 2, volts for a second shot of electricity. End quote. A crown made of metal wire was fitted over the prisoner's head with a wet sponge to conduct the power, and a second similar electrode on the lower left leg. Norman was to execute the first victim, Horace Devon, convicted of two murders on April 8, 1927, but he refused and quit his job days before. <sighs> Devon was executed, but it took four shots of electricity to kill him. Oh my God. So that was not well. That So he was the first to die by the electric chair. And there's some more information. I'll probably I, I might go into um, that when we cover because, like, a we were talking right before this. I, I do want to cover this prison because it's been around um, since the 1920s when it was built, and it does have a lot of history. But obviously, I can't cover. I'm not going to cover it for this case because that's going to be too much. But I did go. I, I did a Montana, and I went down a rabbit hole, and I was reading. <laughs> For You're like welcome. An hour. Yeah. For like an hour, I was reading. I was like, oh man, I, I got to finish this case. I better go back. <laughs> so, um, rubbing off on you. Yeah. We haven't done a penitentiary in a while. So I think that'll be good. The la- When so. was the last one? Was it the the one you did? The West? Yeah. West, I think West Virginia. Yeah. I think that was the last one. I think that's the only one we've done. That's been a while. Yeah. That um, was like at the beginning. That was. Yeah, it was like one of the first 10, something like that. Sounds right. So, huh. hey, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a joint with that uh, soon. But so anyway, I got off on a uh, on a, a chasing the rabbit down a hole for a while um, on that. But I did think that was kind of interesting that the uh, the electric chair was moved into that prison. And as far as I know, I think it's actually still there it's just not operational because obviously we can't do that anymore um we use other fun methods to kill people off apparently which we've already covered in previous cases yeah which doesn't always work jesus which is also under investigation (laughs) because for various reasons let's just not kill maybe just how about we just not do that you know the just a thought how about let's just stop doing that? It goes for, it's obviously not working. It goes for murderers. Hey, murderers, don't kill people. And, uh, you know, our government, don't kill people. Yeah. yeah. It's worked for just a thought. I like that idea. Just a thought. Anyway. Okay, so back to the case. Quote, Mr. Kaiser should have been able to live the rest of his life in comfort without having to endure that type of crime said Tuscaloosa County Assistant D.A. Eddie Sherlock. 
Quote, that was a terrible, savage way for an 82-year-old to end his life. And I didn't like how he how he said that, to end his life, because he didn't end his life. It was taken from him. It was him, ended for but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Madison did not speak to the judge or the victim's family when he was given the chance in court. But he did later tell reporters he's innocent. His attorney gave notice that he will appeal the conviction and the sentence. Quote, I got proof. Madison told reporters as he was being escorted back to jail from the court hearing beyond a reasonable doubt. Okay, sir. Why didn't you show it to us during the trial? Yeah, that's that's what I was wondering. Like that would have been an opportune moment to show proof. Show your proof. Yeah. Okay, sir. (laughs) Sure. I whatever. Uh, after the verdict was announced, Nikki Sellers, who was Kaiser's great niece, said, quote, my whole family's happy. It's just been hell. There's no other word for it, end quote. Sellers says she misses her uncle and sometimes she finds herself reaching for the phone to check in with him. It's a relief to all of her family, she said, to know Madison will remain behind bars. She said her family appreciated the work of law enforcement, especially that of Tuscaloosa Violent Crimes Unit Investigator Marcus Bell who was first assigned the case when Kaiser was reported missing and stuck with it after it had become a murder investigation. Quote, it's been a long process and it's been a hard process, Seller said. It's been depressing and aggravating. We've been mad and we've been sad. There have been happy times, but a different kind of happy. Happy that justice is served, end quote. In 2020, Madison actually filed an appeal and was denied. Um, Attorney General Steve Marshall said in a recent news release that Madison sought to have his conviction reversed in an appeal. Quote, the Attorney General's Criminal Appeals Division handled that case during the appeals process, arguing for the Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals to affirm Madison's conviction, and the court did so in their decision issued on October 9th, the news release read. So that de- that appeal was denied, but he was also, appe- apparently it went to the Supreme Court in January of 2021, and it was also denied at that point. So this is a really short case. Okay. So I'm almost done. Yeah. He will be eligible for parole consideration on February 1st, 2033. But I cannot oh, no. fathom the possibility that the board would allow him to be released considering what he was convicted of. But then again, stranger things have happened well, and very brutal crimes committed by people and they were released so i guess we'll just have to wait and see but and he is currently still serving that's 2033 that's not enough time 2033 yeah that's still no. not enough time uh-uh. like that's not even 20 years barely 10 that would be well he was right he was sent in where was that 2019. So that would be what? Yeah, so barely. Mathing is hard. What, 15? Uh, no, 14. So yeah, yeah, 14. 14? Something like that. 14 I don't years. Know. We're not mathematicians. Math is hard. Yeah, 14 years. <laughs> I could use a calculator, <laughs> but that's too difficult. Um, so yeah, uh, and, and honestly, that's all the information that I could find. So this is a really short case. So you're welcome, guys. We gave you a some very, very long episodes. Now you get a shorter one, but um, I want to hear your thoughts on everything because like you said, the like, I feel like she got off 
amazingly easy considering everything. Yeah. And I also well, don't know that I really believe her, her whole testimony either. Like she, I think she very, 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 very much minimized her involvement in what happened. Yeah. And if she minimized her involvement in, in it, good God, what did she actually do? Because what she did was egregious enough on its own. Yeah. You stood by and you allowed a man to get beaten and stabbed to death. A man who is disabled, who cannot fight back. Well, I mean, you know, most of the time disabled people can fight back, but you get what I'm saying. Like, you attacked, and he's elderly. So, like, you attacked probably one of the most vulnerable pr- people out there. And for what? What was the point in this? What did you gain from killing him? You didn't get kicked out? Well, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm assuming they did because he wasn't even there. So, like, really? I mean, again, you're not solving anything. Unless it was just about, like, rage. Like, um, he just went into a rage and attacked him. And she joined in because, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and my thought maybe, too, is, like, if they were both, imp- if they had both gone to jail for domestic dispute, domestic violence, typically that means if they're both in there, it's because they they were both, you know, attacking each other. So yeah, my thought too, because I thought that was so weird that both of them ended up going to jail on that charge. And Which then, I'm not, like, not you don't hear that very often. Yeah. Well, it's not always the case. Um, you know, sometimes they'll put both of them in, in jail just because they're fucking lazy and they don't want to do their job. But like, for the most, if they're both in there, my thought is like they were attacking each other, so they both have like a violent streak in them. Or you know, I think it, it happens too sometimes. I'm sorry, there is a dog barking, and it is my beloved stepdaughter's dog that just decides they have to bark incessantly. Is it the um, old one or the young one? It's the younger one. Yeah, <sighs> named Pierce for a reason because the bark is piercing. Yes. Um, It's really annoying. But the other thing is, too, um, I think sometimes they'll arrest both of them if they're arresting one and then the other one, like, attacks the officer or is acting belligerent also. Um, Obviously, that could happen, too. So that makes me wonder if, you know, what was the situation? Like, why? Again, you have somebody who's currently beating an older an elderly man who is disabled, who is probably not even able to fight back. And you go in there to try to find something that won't kill him. And you pick an ice pick. It's just very weird to me that he even said that considering the next words were, so I got an ice pick. I mean, I feel like it would have been better if she'd said, I wanted him to die quick. Cause that makes more sense. Yeah, to me. that would have made that would have made way more sense. Well, and the other thing too is like this isn't like the in the nineteen nineties or anything like that. This was only a few years ago in two thousand eighteen where everybody had a smartwatch. Everybody has mm-hmm. a smartwatch. Everybody has a smartphone. Um, and you're telling me that out of his sight, you went to get a weapon out of his sight inside, away from him, 
where he couldn't hear you and you you didn't try at all to call the police? Okay. Sure, ma'am. I believe you. Yeah, I just I can't I can't justify that. I mean, I am glad that that the family was able to see justice served because I do 100% believe that Madison is guilty of this. I do 100% believe that he did it. Why he thinks he's got proof saying he's in saying he's innocent. I don't think he's innocent at all. I do think that she was guilty and she got out scot-free. And I do think that that's unfair, but I do think that he is definitely serving the sentence that he earned. Yeah. She should have at least gotten like five years or something like that for like aiding and abetting or, you know, um, tampering with evidence or, you know, impeding an investigation. Cause there's multiple, just like off the top of my head, there are multiple charges mm-hmm. that could have been brought against her. And if they had worked a plea deal or like a deal with her, they should have at least tried to get some sort of charge on the book for her. Cause they had a plethora of options for it. And I'm also confused as to like the whole situation of them being in the house and, and they're living there. So was this like, she was his caregiver. I don't even know how that arrangement, I couldn't find how that had happened, whether it was somebody that he just knew and she was like, Oh, well, you know, I'll go over there and help you. Or if it was somebody that was, if she was hired, I don't think she was hired. It didn't seem like it, but how long had she been his caregiver? And was that like a part of the goal it was to get in his house because they, it just, it blows my mind that this all happened so fast. Like they mm-hmm. moved in and then he wants to get them evicted. I mean, regardless of whether it was weeks, that's still not very long. So what were they doing in that house? Like, were they taking it over? Were they being violent towards him beforehand before all of this happened? Like there was obviously something going on and he was trying to take steps to, you know, get them out. And then to go from that to literally killing him in the most brutal way possible. It's just really, I don't, I don't know. It's just mind blowing to me. And maybe it's just because my mind can't wrap itself around the idea of, of the way these people obviously think, but it just, the whole case just baffles me. I guess. Well, and it, it, yeah, it escalated so quickly. Um, if the timeline is right, uh, it escalated quickly. And also, it it bothers me when you were saying all that. And I thought this too when you first started talking about it. But like, the family's the one who reported him missing. And if she was, even if the family didn't know like that they were living there, um they would know that he had a caregiver. So why, mm-hmm. why didn't anybody, and maybe they did and it just wasn't reported. But why didn't anybody say, Hey, Hey, like he has a caregiver. Um, why has, did she report him missing? Cause she wouldn't have been able to get to him for two days. Yeah. That's a good point too. I mean, it just didn't talk much about the investigation when I looked in the news articles and I couldn't really find a lot of information, but they had to have at least interviewed her and, and at least walk, you know, followed that train of thought. I would hope. I mean, I feel like that's like bare minimum. 
I'd like to know what. Like, why? What, excuse me, ma'am. You're a caregiver. You're supposed to be taking care of this man, and nobody's seen him in two days, but you didn't say anything. Please explain. Yeah. I'd like to know what her excuse was. Yeah. So, but we'll, we won't know because as, well, as it happens, don't we don't always get. She's, she's free and she's going to avoid. Well, that, that's my thoughts. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, for now. We don't know what she's going to do in yeah. the future. Let's keep an same, eye on her. Same. <laughs> True. Well, good job. Yeah, her face, a, a Facebook page did Terrible pop up. Case. I don't know if it was actually her or not, <laughs> but I wasn't going to search it. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Well, you got to do what I do. You um, Google alert on her. <laughs> Look up that plus what? Just her name in general, I guess. That could work. Yeah, just her name in general. Oh man. All right. Well, good, good job. job. What uh where can where can people find us? Uh they can find us on the social medias of Facebook and Instagram at Reaper Tells Podcast. Uh what about email? You can email us at ReaperGals at ReaperTales.com. Uh email us your show suggestions. Ha uh-huh. ha. Uh <laughs> Email us your favorite recipes. (laughs) Email us whatever you want, uh, except for like inappropriate stuff. Um, Be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, all of the lovely things that you guys know to do um, already. But we always, you know, mention it because there might be one or two of you on every so often that actually don't already know all those things. So just a friendly reminder. You get bonus points also if you um, leave a worded review. Just... uh, just letting you know, sprinkling that in a little bit. Yeah. And thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate it very, very much. We sure do. And until next time, love you, mean it, bye. The reaper will come for us all.